Welcome to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. Our ministry's simple goal is to help women read their Bibles. In this season, we are asking God to break every barrier to the treasures he has for us in his word. With each guest, we will investigate what tends to keep us from the word of God, whether rooted in our upbringing, season of life, culture, environment, personality, or in our very own mind. As you listen, examine your own life and be encouraged. God is greater than all the barriers, and he will stop at nothing to bring us near. Are you interested in teaching God's word, but aren't sure where to start? Or do you teach regularly in your local church and want to grow in this role God has given you? Join us for Teaching Collective this Thursday, March 12th at 7 p.m. at Faith Christian Fellowship, 1778 Grange Hall Road in Beaver Creek. Teaching Collective is a group of women from the greater Dayton community who gather to grow in the practice of understanding and teaching the Bible. No matter your level of Bible literacy, we want you there. And don't forget, registration ends March 14th for our spring conference, yet even now, a weekend in Joel. Get your tickets today at www.daytonwomeninthewordcom slash yet even now. Welcome back to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. My name is Bethany and I am your host and we are in season eight of the podcast, which has been all about discussing barriers that we encounter when we approach God's word. Um, I am here today with my friend Casey. Um, So Casey, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, your role on the Dayton Women of the Word team, and um, just what your current season of life looks like. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me here. I'm really excited um, and really humbled to be here that you guys would even ask me to come. Um, But some God-given roles right now. Um, I am a stay-at-home mom um, to my three kiddos. I have a four-year-old. She'll be five in April. Um, A three-year-old and an almost one-year-old. I've been married to my husband, Zach, for seven years. Um, And then we also have a 19-year-old young lady living with us. Um, We're helping her get back on her feet. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, we all go to church um, at Koinos Christian Fellowship, and that's in Troy. Um, And we're just really blessed to be there um they've ministered to us in so many mm-hmm. ways and we're so thankful for that body um yeah we used to be in vocational ministry mm-hmm. but um have transitioned out as um a means to do other types of ministry um we just felt god working in our heart that way um so my husband took over his dad's carpet cleaning business in october um and that's been a new adventure and lots of fun and very challenging for us. Um, And yeah, my friend Melanie Newhouse and I are serving um, Dayton Women in the Word by helping plan their spring conference um, in March. So if you're not signed up for that, you should go ahead and get signed up for that. Um, But yeah, yeah, those are some of my roles right now and um, what I'm 
do on a daily basis, I guess. Well, before we get into um, kind of the questions that we had for today's episode, I just wanted to um, share with our listeners, like we we try to keep it real, real here (laughs) on the podcast. And I don't know, we were just talking about this with our podcast assistant, Kate, who's here too. Um, I don't know what the deal has been with trying to get this episode recorded. I don't know. Um, if the enemy is just messing around with whatever either we're talking about today or just working overtime because of, um, Casey's involvement with, the um, upcoming conference. And, um, we know that the devil comes to steal and destroy, but we have had a lot of road bumps in Mm -hmm. trying to get this episode recorded. Um, so I just want to, you know, encourage our listeners that, Um, remember that whatever you're facing right now, whatever, you know, the season is all about barriers and we have encountered several barriers to getting this episode recorded. Um, but we know that we serve a God who has overcome all the barriers. Mm -hmm. Um, I know the other day when we were talking in the podcast team, just, you know, praying over getting this episode recorded, um, our technical editor, Teresa shared, um, another podcaster, Annie F. Downs story with us, which was a really big encouragement, but, um, she had a lot to encourage people from the book of John. And, um, I just pray that whatever we're sharing today, that maybe the devil isn't all about us sharing that it would just be an encouragement to you guys. And, um, for those of you who grew up in church, if the devil doesn't like it, he can sit on attack. So we are praying (laughs) that he sits on attack today and leaves us alone. Um, so today's episode is really timely because, um, we are going to be talking about how culture can be a barrier to approaching God's word. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in 2020, our culture looks a lot different than it did back when the Bible was written. And it seems like every couple of months there is some new thing in culture. So we're going to be talking today with Casey just about how, um, how we can approach scripture with the right lens, um, knowing that culture plays a big role in how, um, we're kind of interpreting, um, the things in our daily life. Mm -hmm. Um, so Casey, why is it important to be aware of how culture can be a barrier as we approach God's word? Yeah. So I think it's really important that we first define, um, you did a little bit like what it is that we're talking about when we say culture. Um, so I have here written in my notes. Um, I think that, um, we all bring a cultural lens to the table, whatever that, um, looks like for each individual. It's different. Um, but here, um, in 21st century America, it's definitely, um, me-focused, self-help, self-driven. But if I could put it into like a definition, it would probably be um, a perception or preconceived notion with which we read, understand, and interpret the word. Um, So yeah, yeah. What was your question again? I'm sorry. (laughs) um, So why is it important to acknowledge that as a barrier when we approach God's word. Right. Okay. So that's definitely a barrier because, um, yeah, like I was saying, we all come to the word with whatever that is for us. Um, and the word has one meaning, Mm -hmm. um, one context within that passage. And, um, I think we run the risk of, 
um, misinterpreting the text if we mm-hmm. aren't aware that that barrier is there, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, yeah. So what are some, what would you say, I know we kind of touched on some dangers just now, but what would what would be some other dangers of just ignoring the fact mm-hmm. that there are two different cultures? So mm-hmm. whether we're focused too much on current culture or past culture, just ignoring that those those are two separate lenses that we need to consider. Yeah, so if we ignore that, um, I think we run the risk of um, a couple of things. So like misinterpreting the text um, and then misapplying mm-hmm. the truth of the text, also sinking our culture to the text in ways that aren't accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if yeah, um, it's a huge deal, mm-hmm. and it takes a lot of effort to not do that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I definitely don't think it's something that we should take lightly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What are maybe some ways that you, whether in your, you know, your personal study or maybe even preparing for the conference, that you have encountered this barrier? Yeah. So in my, I would say in my own life. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been the chief of misunderstanding or misapplying scripture. And I think we all can say that we have had like painfully embarrassing moments where we've done that, whether it be like teaching a group of people or sharing the gospel um, or just even, I know we've talked about Jen Wilkins um, Mm -hmm. book in the other podcast this season, but um, using like wrong study methods, Mm -hmm. like the magic eight ball approach or whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like. Um, Yeah. So oh, I have also seen that, I guess, in um, like our society and culture mm-hmm. that we live in here in America, people taking scripture out of context mm-hmm. or um, like just in a broad general sense, like mm-hmm. athletes using um, Philippians 4.13, I can do <laughs> all things through Christ who gives me strength. And when Paul was writing that, he was um, talking about having contentment mm-hmm. um, during times of hunger and need. So yeah, it's important to take into context or Mm -hmm. consideration the context of the passage. Um, While we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength, um, that wasn't the intended meaning of Mm -hmm. winning a football game, you know, (laughs) when it was written. So yeah, I think something to that we kind of lose sight of in just the way that our, our Bibles are produced now is, you know, we have all these subdivisions and headings Mm -hmm. and chapter and verse numbers. And that wasn't the way that it was originally, you know, passed down from original writer and Mm -hmm. through, through the next, you know, set of people. And, um, in, in easy application of that is like remembering in the new Testament, like all of these letters that Paul wrote, like were letters. Mm -hmm. So I think that those, you know, those tools that we use, you know, whether we do summer study or, you know, I think, um, in Jen Wilkins book, she encourages this to, to re try to print off copies of scripture without any of those headings. And you see, sometimes reading that text it reads very differently because you know whoever broke up the passages the way that they are found now sometimes it's like in the middle of a thought almost Mm -hmm. and when you take all of those 
break points out, you just read it so differently. So even small things like that, you know, we might miss a bigger piece of the context Mm -hmm. in the way that it was originally constructed. Yeah, yeah. Um, So how would you advise listeners from a Western 21st century culture to read the Bible through the lens of how it was originally intended to be read? Yeah, so I think it starts with um, realizing that we have that Mm -hmm. lens. And then um, after that, I think it's um, willing to accept the truth of God's word, whatever the cost. Mm-hmm. So um, it's going to be uncomfortable and we're, we're going to be challenged. Um, but yeah, I think we have to be willing to take the truth out of the text. Mm-hmm. And even if that challenges um, our denominational affiliation or um, previous thoughts that we've mm-hmm. had about God's word, um, being willing to admit that we've been wrong. Mm-hmm. So that would lead me mm-hmm. to, um, I think we need to have humility um, to be able to say that, oh, I was wrong about mm-hmm. this or um, I don't have all the answers mm-hmm. and I want to know the truth behind this mm-hmm. text and not just, um, I don't know, I think I have all the answers and I can figure it out. Um, so just having humility there mm-hmm. and then um, community as well, I think yeah. is really important. Like other believers helping us um, spur one another on in our walk with the Lord and um, in our reading of God's word and our love for God's mm-hmm. word um, and helping us when we are wrong, pointing mm-hmm. that out to us gently in love and then being able to gently point that out in other believers like the body is so important we really really need each other Mm -hmm. um but yeah those are just some of the first things that come to mind Mm -hmm. um yeah and then there's other things that we can do as well um so like practically speaking um I'm sitting in my living room reading the bible what can I do um we I think can ask ourselves questions about the word Mm -hmm. um, and questions such as um, who wrote the text? Mm -hmm. Who is it written to? um, What style of writing is it? Mm -hmm. What's the genre or how does it fit into the meta narrative of scripture Mm -hmm. and kind of go from there to have a good baseline to Mm -hmm. just like, I think it might be like Jackie Hill Perry who says this. I don't know, but be like an investigator Mm -hmm. and like an interrogate the text. Mm -hmm. So like get into the details of um, what the intended meaning is or the original meaning of the text. It's interesting. You know, I think sometimes our maybe background, you know, our, our prior church experience, if we grew up in church, you know, maybe maybe some some places didn't don't encourage that kind of I don't want to say questioning in a negative Mm -hmm. way but you know scripture calls us to work at our faith and fear and trembling and that Mm -hmm. that means that you know there's going to be things that we encounter in the text like you said that make us kind of like scratch our heads like what's going on Mm -hmm. and it's safe and good to ask those questions and dig deeper and you know to your point 
it's it's work to kind of do that foundational background searching mm-hmm. before you approach the text but how much more do you are you able to come into a book of the bible and still not you know still not necessarily have all the answers but you have a deeper understanding of of okay this is what was going on in this frame of time this is what the cultural norms are not to say that those cultural norms are the way that God intended it to be mm-hmm. because we know, you know, Genesis two and on nothing was the way that God intended it to be, but understanding what would have been normal for that time period. Mm-hmm. So we see references, you know, to things that don't really make sense in our 21st century culture and make us a little cringy because we don't understand what the normal life was back for the original hearers. I think another thing that has helped me in, you know, the, a light way of understanding the historical context is, um, a couple last year or the year before when, um, we did the 365 reading plan that was the Mm. chronological reading plan um that was the first time I'd ever actually gone through scripture um in a chronological timeline but it really helped me kind of because I I'll be honest I get lost sometimes in the old testament Mm -hmm. like once the kingdom splits and there's two sets of kings to keep track of um I can get really lost in like what's going Mm -hmm. on so reading reading that in the context and you see oh wait all of these prophets were prophesying at the same time but to different audiences it's really neat to kind of see that in parallel because when we open our table of contents in our bible they're just listed one right Mm -hmm. after the other so i think you know for our listeners who might you know want want to have a better frame of reference for understanding scripture but feel overwhelmed by Mm -hmm. kind of doing the digging um maybe just looking into a chronological reading plan might be a good place for them to start absolutely it's definitely not easy um but it is so worth the work Mm -hmm. to um figure out what that meaning is and it's so Oh, God's word is like searching for treasure. Mm -hmm. And the more we know um, about the original meaning, I feel like the more we can fully understand the character of God. Mm -hmm. And the more we can do that, the more we can love him. So um, it does seem overwhelming. And like nobody is an expert like completely at this. So yeah, I would echo what you said as well that... um, it can be really overwhelming at times, but that's okay. Like we don't have to have all the answers. Mm-hmm. Um, I did leave something out that I think is like super important mm-hmm. and that would be um, the power of prayer. Mm-hmm. So feeling overwhelmed when we come to the text and not knowing where to start. Um, so the spirit is um, living inside of us and the spirit inspired those passages mm. of scripture. So we can rely on the spirit, um, within us, the original author, if mm-hmm. you will, um, of the text to bring us understanding mm-hmm. of the original meaning and put our trust in him to illumine the text for us and mm. not in our own ability to do mm-hmm. that, if that makes sense. And yeah. that takes off a little bit of the pressure mm-hmm. on our end. So, yeah. What what better resource to have at your disposal than yes. the original writer? Yeah. Um, so speaking of resources, 
What um, resources have you found to be helpful as you work to understand more of the cultural context of scripture? Yeah, so I've read a couple of books um, that were helpful to me, one being um, The Women of the Word by Jen Wilkin, and then um, one book in particular, One Gospel for All Nations by Jackson Wu. That is a really, really good one, um, just about understanding context Mm. and culture. Um, And then the Bible Project has some great videos. Mm -hmm. Um, Before you study, you can watch these videos of the whole book that you're studying. And then even afterwards, it's helpful. Um, Yeah, I just really love the Bible Project. Mm -hmm. Um, But those are just some resources that I've encountered. I'm sure Mm -hmm. there's many, many more. Yeah. What would you say? So I, I'm familiar with the Bible Project videos, and I'm like a total fangirl of Jen Wilkin. So <laughs> like I have that one. I'm not familiar with the one that you mentioned in the middle. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about that resource? Yeah. So this is this book is more so um, speaking on contextualization mm. for um, a, the sake of evangelism. Okay. So understanding your audience um, that you are sharing the gospel with and understanding the culture and context Mm -hmm. of God's word and trying to find um, gospel stories Mm -hmm. all throughout the Bible that that culture can relate with. So in our 21st century culture, we may not understand clearly some of the parables, Mm -hmm. um, some of the Old Testament stories, or the emphasis on certain things like um, the grain and the seed Mm -hmm. or all of those things that we may not we may have to dig around a lot more than other cultures would. Um, So yeah, it really helps bring to light how to share the gospel or evangelize considering context and culture. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Well, as we kind of wind down, is there any kind of last um, thoughts that you want to share with our readers, maybe readers, listeners (laughs) um, who maybe are new to Bible study and, um, want to start off doing it well, um, any last kind of words of advice for them? Yeah, don't let your um, lack of experience or knowledge um, intimidate you from coming to the Word. We all have to start somewhere. Um, None of us have it figured out. Um, Yeah, I would say just come with a humble heart, Mm -hmm. eager, um, ready to learn, because Mm -hmm. if we come to the word with an eager heart, ready to learn, like God will teach Mm -hmm. us. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, something that you mentioned earlier that I, um, I wanted to kind of circle back to before we closed out was just the, that tension between being uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and how to, um, how to handle that. And, um, I know I recently talked about this with the girls at school that I'm doing Bible study with. We're in, we're doing Ezra and Nehemiah and there are some sections of those books that are just like, what exactly is going on here? Um, and we don't, even if you go digging deep into commentaries, there's not, you know, consensus on some of the things that are going on and so some of the girls were asking me you know what what do you what do you do with that and you know something that I think we have to remember and I'm I've I think Natalie kind of shared this too when we went through Hosea that um we need to 
we need to make sure we don't run away from those sections that are hard, mm-hmm. which we already kind of talked about. But whenever we face something in scripture that seems contradictory, we know that our God is faithful. Mm-hmm. So even if something seems in the moment that it's contradictory, we have to kind of reorient our hearts and our minds to the text and say, you know, what do we know about God's character? Because Mm -hmm. culture changes, Mm -hmm. people change, fads change, but God doesn't. Mm -hmm. And so if we are looking at a portion of the text that just doesn't seem to make sense, we have to kind of look and see, is this text referencing a human because then there's a very good chance that they, you know, their actions or their words maybe are being driven by, you know, a heart that hasn't been changed by Christ mm-hmm. yet versus is this consistent with who God is and what mm-hmm. we know about him. So I think that, you know, it's important to remember, like you already mentioned, that it's good and helpful to wrestle with the text, mm-hmm. um, but not to the point of letting the enemy plant those seeds of doubt in our minds about who God is. Because right. he doesn't change. Right. We can we can put money on culture changing, yes. yeah. but he won't change. Right. Yeah. His word never changes mm-hmm. and it's our final authority. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Casey. Yeah, thanks for having me. 